Welcome back to CII Radio. We're here at Ensuring Women's Futures Live 2018, the big conversation. Joining us now for a slightly smaller conversation is Charlotte Matier, Director of Development at the Alzheimer's Society. So Charlotte, could you start by telling us a bit about Insurance United Against Dementia and why it was formed? Yes, Insurance United Against Dementia is a groundbreaking campaign in the insurance industry to bring together the sector to raise awareness and vital funds for dementia. So it's in partnership with Alzheimer's Society, where I work, and it came about from a couple of people really in the industry who had personal experiences of dementia in their family and recognised that there was not enough awareness, there was not enough support, and we were nowhere near any sort of viable treatments for people with dementia. And so Chris Wallace from QBE and Benedict Burke from Crawford & Co decided to try and bring together a group of like-minded people who were influential in the industry to, as I say, raise awareness, get their companies involved, get individuals involved to to bring about um, action against uh, dementia, which is now the, the biggest killer in the UK. So you work for the Alzheimer's Society. What are the big issues that the society is facing at the present time? Alzheimer's Society is the the leading charity working on the issue of dementia in the UK. And we have three key areas that we focus on. Firstly, support. There are 850,000 people living with dementia in the UK. And they are not supported in the same way you would be if you were diagnosed with cancer or another health disease. So we are there to provide vital services through our dementia support workers, our helpline, our talking point, which is an online forum for people to access the support. If you're diagnosed with dementia today, you will be given largely a leaflet from your GP and you'll be sort of sent home, essentially. And it's a very frightening diagnosis. People know there's no cure, there's very little treatment. So the Alzheimer's Society is there every day for those people. And we need to be delivering more of those services. And secondly, we are funding medical research. So we don't understand enough about why dementia affects the brain in the way it does. There hasn't been a new treatment in nearly 15 years, and there's no cure. So this is the only disease in the top 10 killer disease of the world, including malaria, TB, things like that, that doesn't have a cure that we can't prevent or even slow down. So more needs to be done. We've seen the results of investing heavily in cancer research now. Most cancers you can uh, certainly survive, but certainly you can you can have treatment for, and there really isn't anything for dementia. So that medical research funding is vital and it's a big part of what we do. And finally, campaigning and raising awareness. So as I've said before, we don't really understand enough about dementia, and there's been a lot of stigma. You know, it's always been called sort of being senile, or people think it's an, an inevitable part of aging, but it's not. It's a disease like any other disease. In fact, there's 80 different diseases um, under the term dementia. That's sort of an umbrella term. Alzheimer's is the most common. That's why they sort of feel like they're interchangeable. But there's not enough understanding about uh, the realities of what's going on in the brain, but also what that means for you in society. And people who get diagnosed often tell us that their friends sort of pull away. They they lose their social connections, which you know sort of doubles the impact of the diagnosis. So we want to to increase society's understanding. Also, you know, encourage the government to do more. They have invested in the, the World First Dementia Research Institute, which is a really exciting development for research. But more needs to be done in terms of supporting people with dementia. So we'll be campaigning and uh, talking about our Dementia Friends work as well. How has the insurance sector been responding to this growing rates of dementia and growing challenge of dementia? It's been, you know, amazing. Every every individual or company that we've been to talk to about the Insurance United Against Dementia campaign, we've, we've had such a great response. And I think that's that's for a couple of reasons. One, in any business, 44% of staff will be affected either directly because a member of their family has it or they know somebody. And, and so with that 
that level of engagement, you know, the staff of any company want to be involved. And we've also been talking to insurance companies about their customers. So if you're a, you know, customer facing business, you know, whether you're dealing with claims or or other areas, you will have customers who are living with dementia. And if you're a loss adjuster, that can be very tricky when you're trying to do your assessments. If you're on uh, the end of a phone trying to deal with a claim or a policy issue, and the person you're talking to can't remember their passwords or doesn't remember they've had this conversation the day before. Um, That's that's very, very difficult for frontline staff. So we've been doing some training and some some awareness raising with the insurance sector. And you know, something that's really interesting for an outsider about insurance is it's highly competitive, but highly collegiate. It's quite unique in that way as an industry. And so the concept of insurance uniting against something like dementia, which increasingly people are talking about and saying, yes, actually, that's something that I've I've experienced in my family. They're, as businesses and individuals, they've been really um, encouraged and excited to come together and partner and, and be part of this campaign, which I think maybe might not be as successful in other industries because it's quite unique in that way. And can you tell us um, about the Dementia Friends initiative and how someone could become a dementia friend? So Dementia Friends is our movement, really, to get people aware and taking action on the issue of dementia. And it's actually the fastest growing social movement since the end of the Second World War. So we've got over 2 million dementia friends and it's a essentially a 45-minute information session which demystifies dementia and gives you some facts about what is dementia and what is it not. It talks about what it might be like to be living with dementia so people understand how it can progress, how you might be in a shop and suddenly be looking at money in your hand and not recognise what it is or what to do with it and how therefore you can be more understanding of people in your community who or your colleagues or anyone who might get a diagnosis and and might be living with dementia. So it's really about raising awareness and trying to remove the stigma because as long as stigma is there, people don't address things. They don't go to the doctors if they're concerned. They don't support their family or or friends because they don't know what to say and they feel awkward. So it's really about creating much better understanding and awareness. And we've um, been taking it to to lots of businesses. QBE was a a kind of great place to start. And we delivered some dementia friend sessions there and found that, that the people were absolutely... Um, really engaged with what it means for them to understand what's happening when someone gets a diagnosis, but also how it helped to engage their colleagues on a, a topic that maybe was something they didn't want to talk about. And uh, we, we found that actually, once you start at that level, then as a business, they're they're interested in understanding what does it mean to be dementia friendly, which is another area. So we have dementia friends, Joe Public, and then we have dementia friendly businesses, which is about understanding as a business, how can you better support people with dementia? And for insurance companies, that can be, as we said before, you know, talking to frontline staff about how they deal with vulnerable customers. It could be looking at insurance products. Are they viable for people with dementia? And that's you know obviously a much bigger piece of work, but it's something we've started to look at. But Dementia Friends, there's a website you can go to, you can sign up, you can go to information sessions all over the country. As I said, it's only 45 minutes and it's a really great, great way to get engaged and understand how you can better support people living with dementia. And Charlotte, you've been here today at Insuring Women's Futures Live. What have you taken away from today? What's been the interesting highlights for you? So I was at the report launch a little while ago and uh, as a 37-year-old woman found it pretty sobering reading in terms of the statistics and uh, yeah, just how woefully prepared many, many women are about sort of our later life. And, And working in the field of dementia, I'm very aware of 
care costs, particularly that care costs for women are higher than men's. We're more likely to get dementia. We live longer. So if we have care costs, we're going to have to pay for, for longer care. So certainly aware of that end of things, but really just a challenge in terms of later life and preparation and, and what can we be doing to, to raise that awareness um, of the economics of dementia as well. Even if I'm thinking about sort of my role at Alzheimer's Society and how can we bring the economic angle into what we're doing in our policy team, do a lot of work on trying to, you know, get we all heard about the dementia tax during the last election and I think that's a really important element that hasn't ever been picked up before so you know if you go to the doctors get diagnosed with cancer all of your treatment will be paid for if you go and get diagnosed with dementia because there is no treatment it's all social care which you pay for largely yourself so there is an inequality there and women are disproportionately affected by dementia so either as carers or, or themselves getting dementia so I think it's from that angle I found it really interesting but what having gone from finding it as I said really sobering and quite depressing I've also today been really inspired by the focus on solutions and actually getting hundreds of people in a room to think about well what could we do more on in terms of education and how do we actually start talking in a way that engages women more with their finances you know it's not women don't understand it it's not that women don't want to be involved but you know we we sort of said the unsayable which is I think we just find it quite boring so how do we overcome that and make make it resonate more and for me that's really important because you know especially the generation under me it's it's very instant it's thinking about the now it's it's you know the idea of being on the property ladder doesn't feel like it's something's going to happen in the in the near future so trying to encourage young women to think about caring for their parents or for their own care costs in 30, 40, 60 years, you know, that's quite a challenge. So it's been really interesting to hear the debate and to talk about practical solutions about how the insurance industry can be more relevant um, to everyone, but also particularly to women. This is obviously a report about women in the various stages of the moments that matter. So, so yeah, really, really positive to hear not just these are all the awful things that are happening, but also what are we going to do about it? Charlotte, thank you for joining us on CII Radio for this episode. To find out more, you can visit cii.co.uk slash podcast or you can find us on Twitter at CII Group. Please do use the hashtag IWFLive2018 with any questions or feedback you might have. Until next time, thank you for listening to CII Radio.